0: Big Red Revival.
1: All right, welcome back into the Big Red Revival podcast. As always, I'm your host, Taylor Goldenstein. Sitting with me today. We've got the quarterback, Zach Raby.
0: It's good to be back. It's good to be back. It's been a long time.
1: It's been a little bit. It's been a little bit. A couple couple things, uh couple things in the world have happened since no, the last nothing, time we
0: spoke. Nothing to talk about at all, right?
1: No, not not too much. Not too much at all. <laughs> at least sports ain't too much. No, nothing. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's been a while since uh, last time we uh, recorded. Uh it was what, uh I think the did something in, right before all this stuff happened, all this was- quarantine and
0: it was right before conference uh, championship basketball.
1: Yes, when we had the football team on the basketball team. Yep, it was the last time we talked, and I think that was the last day that uh, that sports was real. And it, I think that was the day everything started to kick in. And everything's get canceled. Uh, Hoiberg appears to have the the COVID on the bench. Everybody's freaking out. Uh, we got football players playing on the basketball team. It was quite quite the day. It was uh, Tom Hanks came out and he, he yeah. had it. It was,
0: it was the uh, Twilight Zone. It, was, the it
1: twilight. was. It was like, oh, th- this is some real shit here. <laughs> <laughs> this is some real shit. We might be in some trouble. So, uh, yeah, it's been a little bit. So about three, three and a half months of uh, kind of dead period from us. Just, you know, I was... A little depressed, didn't really want to talk about sports till I won new sports was uh, coming back. So um, over the last couple of weeks, we've kind of got the words of uh, when we can expect football or, or sports in general to come back. So it's been um, I just got done watching my soccer team, uh, my Bayern Munich and the Bundesliga over there in Germany. They were the uh, first major uh, Sports League to start back up. So that was good to see. And now everything's kind of starting to trickle in. You got the basketball start date. The football players are on campus or most of them are starting to (laughs) arrive to campus. Baseball still uh, kind of dragging, dragging their ass. So, um, you know, at this point, they might as well just go ahead and cancel baseball season. I mean, whatever. Um,
0: they got to get going soon. I mean. It,
1: yeah. I mean, it's like I've heard everything from 114 games to yeah. 50 games. It's like. It's simple. Negotiation. Yeah. It's right. simple
0: negotiation, but it sounds like from what I've been hearing, it's it's a lot of, on the owners. Owners are just being more difficult. to Players are willing to play; they just want want a little more of a schedule to just determine, you know, playoffs and everything. But I think they're worried about that second wave coming in, and they yeah. want to get everything jammed into a short amount of time.
1: And yeah, exactly. Not too many people want to be competing with the the NFL when uh, yeah. you know September, October, and November comes. So everybody's trying to get in while they can. Uh, basketball what they're going to be going
0: july 31st and basically like a six weeks is that about right that's going to be electric i'm going to be all in for it like it's going to (laughs) be it's going to be like one of those like high school basketball holiday tournaments it's just like you you pack in as many games as you can whoever is surviving at the end is a winner it's going to be awesome where the rival
1: teams are, you know, the other teams are like sitting up in the stands watching and shit, you know, (laughs) (laughs) know, what do you, what do you think about um, them all playing in one place down there in Disneyland? Do you like that? Or do you think they should have maybe, maybe try to keep it regional or what are your thoughts on how they're kind of
0: rebooting the NBA season? I think the creativity just is awesome. Like it's, it's going to be unlike anything we've seen in professional sports and I'm all in for it. Like I said, but yeah, it's, it's going to be awesome. It's, you know, they're, it's going to be so many games jam packed into a short amount of time, right? And I don't see myself missing one damn game of those.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's kind of got it like a you know a tournament feel to it, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a tournament, but like a high school tournament where everybody's just one location and uh, just battling it out. So um, they took what 20, 22 of the thirty teams. You know, I think they obviously did that to make sure Zion got got uh-huh. in there. You know, that mm-hmm. can't miss television of that.
0: So. Yep. The uh, only, the, the only thing I hate about that is I feel bad for the guy, but Vince Carter, unfortunately played his last game without knowing he played his last game. And so right. I think, I think he deserved more of a send off than what he got, but you know, th- they got to do what they got to do. And I'm, I'm sure that he understands. And yep. I mean, hell, he might even come back another year. Exactly. Like, you know, I still got a little, little spring in my step. Yeah. So yeah,
1: just, uh, you know, um, a lot of things happening in the world. Um, it's been quite the three months for uh, the United States and the world in general. So um, it's good to kind of start to see that maybe we're going to start to see some sort of normalcy coming back with uh, with sports. And, you know, I guess, I, re- I mean, I had a pretty good idea how much I was into sports, but uh, when sports were completely taken away, and it's been, what, uh, probably, probably 100 days now, maybe? Since yeah. the last, it's got to be around 100 days. It's been three months, so yeah, probably right around 100 days since uh, we've had uh, any of the uh, professional sports going on here in the United States. So it's uh, been been an eye opener of how much sports really uh, dictate my life, and <laughs> you know, not just watching the sports, but the next day watching Sports Center, listen to sports talk. It's kind of put a damper on it because I really haven't wanted wanted to watch Sports Center or anything because they're just kind of grasping at straws and list and top 10 of this and all all this kind of shit just to kind of yeah. pack time which you got to i mean there ain't nothing to talk about so you kind of just gotta you know fill time so it's been it's been uh quite quite the last couple months here so
0: yeah and it's got to be tough for them too because you know they're they wake up, they do their research, they talk about, you know, sports and break things down. And, and therefore, you know, the first two or three weeks sports center became just like another news outlet. You know, they were, they were just, you know, dumping news left and right, like, like everyone else was. And, and then finally, yeah, they kind of got over that and moved on to the lists and beat, you know, just LeBron versus, versus MJ and just revisiting that topic for days on end. Oh my God. I know. But, you know, they uh, now they finally have, you know, kind of a light at the end of the tunnel of the end of the tunnel. And so I think that, you know, it'll pick back up and it'll be it'll be uh, worth watching again soon.
1: Yeah. So what uh, what kind of things you've been doing? Are you uh, you're working from home now for a bit or what What else you got to fill your time for these uh, these last three months? You know,
0: yeah, I had to look back. We uh, we started working from home March 11th um, yeah. and and Four months and we are working from home for the remainder of the year so <laughs> as it, as it stands right now you know everything changes so quickly but right. um you know it the first couple of weeks they were kind of just like you know you're just kind of waiting for everything to change back and go back to normal and then you saw the the continuity of the, of this whole situation kind of un, unfolding in front of our eyes so right had to had to start making this more of the the new normal as they say but mm-hmm. um
1: after, One of my favorite terms thrown around these days. There's uh, a bunch of new terms that just came around, came out of nowhere, you know. Yep. It's, it's uh, you know, that they've just made up an hour in everybody's vocabulary, so.
0: Yeah, and then after about a week of attempting to, you know, work from a recliner, uh, <laughs> I, I started to see that this is going to be kind, kind of a long-term thing. So I created what I call the mega desk. Uh-huh. Yep. it's down in my basement. It's a, a long table that runs along the back of a sectional, and I have a TV, a monitor, and my laptop propped up, and so I can get about anything you need done done here. Yep. Um. So that's been good. I've been on, been wa- binge watching shows like everybody else. Today. Not really. Not really. No? That's that's where I kind of differ from a lot of people in yep. this whole scenario. I we got through Ozark season three real quick. I fan favorite. I, I took uh, that was. Awesome. Um, I, I took the dive and unfortunately joined everyone else in the country and watched Tiger King, which was ridiculous, ridiculously (laughs) entertaining. Yes, it (laughs) was. And (laughs) and now the fact that it's still trying to get back into the media, it's like, okay, we, you had your time in the sun. You had two three weeks, man. That's it. And then last dance, which I think we'll get to, but outside of that, just, uh, went on tons of walks, runs, took my dog on a lot of walks and listened to a lot of podcasts. Um, I could probably draw you a, a map of my neighborhood in my sleep at this point because <laughs> I, I just had to do something to break up the day. And so, yeah, it's it's been it's been quite the ride. But now with you know everything kind of reopening, um, got a got my first haircut in a while a couple weeks ago. Oh, that yeah. was that was a big that was a big step towards towards regular reality and then yeah as you can see uh, I have uh, no nope. I
1: haven't got a haircut nope. since before uh, since before the wedding since I, before I got married in February so this is currently the longest my hair has been since uh I was about five years old and my mom let it grow out to to uh, down to uh, almost my butt cheeks so <laughs> it's pretty good it's pretty good but so it's like I don't know I'm, I don't know how long long I'm gonna let it ride but yeah. uh, I have yet to see the uh, barber yet.
0: Well, when you don't have to leave, you can just pop, to, uh, pop on a hat. It doesn't really matter. So, big time hat guy. Big time hat guy. Yeah. And last thing, um, I have become a master of NBA two K twenty. So, well, hey, gotta have something to fill up that time, you know? Yeah. I mean, like you were talking about walks.
1: Like walks is like the highlight of people's day. It's mm-hmm. like, or I, I've been frequently uh, the uh, the gas station is the highlight of my day. The take take the daughter to daycare because. I realized quickly that uh, trying to work from home and have a one-year-old at home just was not going to be, <laughs> not going to flow. So uh, quickly changed that up and we've been taking her to daycare. So uh, after daycare, pop into uh, Come and Go or Casey's for, you know, one of those beautiful slices of pizza they mm-hmm. have serving up. So that's, that's been the highlight of my day for the past uh, four months. Um, also, you know, like everybody watching Netflix, I've probably watched, the first three episodes of every single series they offer on Netflix. Um, I haven't found, well, there's been a couple that I just let ride in the background while I was working. Um, some just, you know, time fillers, basically, yeah. you know, the, uh, what is it? The too hot for that dating oh. show where they kind of couldn't hook up with each
0: other. I did, wa- I did watch all of that one. I forgot <laughs> yeah. about that one.
1: It, and well, rightfully like it was one work day, just had it on the background, kind of, you know, kind of had an eye on it while I was working um, yeah, very, you know, mindless, uh, type of things like that. So it's been, uh, it's, it's been, uh, quite the change, but, uh, we've had, luckily, um, I think we uh, speak for both of us, um, golf league on Thursday nights for me and you, uh, we play in the same golf league Thursday nights out in, uh, at Woodland Hills out there in Eagle, Nebraska. Um, that has been our saving grace. I mean, that is what I look forward to, um, every Thursday night, getting out, having a couple, having a couple cocktails, uh, swinging clubs, and uh, getting some socializing going on is more than anything. It's, you know, without going to work and being able to see, go out and about and see everybody. It's um, golf league has been a saving grace for us. I think uh, I think you would attest to that.
0: Yes, and uh, not to mention we're on a bit of a hot streak lately, so
1: we're on a little bit of a heater. You know, um, we've got four in a row, took down two top teams. You know that uh, I feel like could be could have been fudging their numbers, so uh, <laughs> yeah, to uh, go ahead and schedule them, and uh, you know, with my uh, severely high handicap, uh, pretty tough to beat out there with uh, with any kind of decent play. So, uh, golf league Thursday nights has been a saving grace. It's I'm, I'm so glad. Uh, Don't get into politics much, but shout out to Pete Ricketts for not uh, closing golf courses. I I don't know whatever else you're doing, but uh, thank you for keeping the golf course open. That has been a lifesaver. So, um, you know, a lot of things have been created during during this time, uh, during this quarantine time, during this time at home. Uh, you know, there's been virtual everything, virtual this, virtual that. Um, what's what are some of the things that you've seen? What's what, what's some of the stupidest things that you've seen created during this quarantine?
0: I thought about this a lot, and <laughs> there's um, been a lot. There's been there's, a lot of stupid shit. Well, I mean, not to mention these last three months, it felt like three years in the grand scheme of things, but. There, there were a couple things that popped into my mind. One, the first one um, that come came to mind, and this this could probably go for any time outside of quarantine, pandemic, whatever. Um, but it's it's the picture with the caption, "This is my office for the day." <laughs> yeah. I and a lot of people will post that from like a golf cart or something. Right. But like, if In you're just pool working pool. from home and you're just out on your patio, okay, yes. save it, Sweet, save man. it. And golf cart—it's stupid because that's not your office. You're not working, so just quit. Quit with that joke. Um, but but the other one we kind of already touched on a little bit earlier. The words "unprecedented" and "uncertain" have become the most common words used, and it has become quite annoying. Yeah, I don't I mean, want to hear any more commercials on on radio that say, "In these uncertain times," <laughs> it's like this one's new
1: normal in these uncertain times. <laughs> right? Yeah. Please distant. <laughs> Socially distance is the one that is just, just rape my eardrums. I, I hate hearing it. I've never heard this term before and it doesn't even make sense. You know, it's like social. I thought it was like verbalizing or something. It's like, they're talking about a physical distance. So why isn't it physically distance? I don't, I don't know. I, a, that's a great point. People get paid more than me to uh, determine shit like that. So um, as I tell people at work, you know, it's always this phrase at work is the best thing to get, people out of your hair. That's above my pay grade. And when you tell somebody that at work, no one's gonna argue with you. They're just like, oh okay, yeah, I'm fucking that's probably right, you know. So it's telling people that's above my pay grade is a quick, easy way to get people out of your fucking hair about shit that you don't want to deal with. So um that's um for me, this um this drive by birthday party honkings, drive by graduation, drive by honking your horn, it's probably the stupidest thing ever created. I mean I've seen it in my neighborhood probably three or four different times. People are posting videos of it. It's like, this is fucking stupider than hell. I mean, I don't know who decided this is the way we're going to celebrate. We're going to have a line of cars drive by and honk their horns. And that's that's how we're going to do celebrations now. It's like, I don't need to celebrate that bad. You know, I my daughter had her first birthday during this shit. And I would not sitting up, hey, guys, come drive by and honk your horns. And we'll just stand out in the front yard and wave at you. No, 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 thank you. Oh, I, yeah
0: our, our buddy brett um he his uh his mom just retired and they're moving down and they had something like that i and heard I'm, him say and, it i
1: just wanted to cuss him out
0: no and here's what was here's what happened we we pulled up to it and they're out in the front yard of i don't know 10 20 people and they're just out socializing so i get out and Kay, and my wife kaylee is we're getting out now i'm like yeah i got out i gave her a hug I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It kind of defeats the purpose but I,
1: I don't I don't know I don't get it uh another thing was the uh when this shit first started was the uh that on um, or the game of horse that ESPN decided to broadcast that Terrible. was the worst television I have ever seen in my entire life are you I telling
0: mean, me these these rich athletes don't have better like connections and webcams webcams I mean, just I mean just the little premise of it, it was like oh okay Chris Paul's okay so I'm going to shoot over here be
1: From, uh, you know, behind the trash cans. Oh, and you're over eight states away. Like, okay, well, I don't have trash cans over by my court. Like, just it was the worst television I've seen. Um, Also, it pretty bad up there was the uh, watch they're still doing is the watching people play NBA 2k. Yeah, you know, I mean I, that's fine for like going online and watching whatever, but to be on ESPN to see, not to mention like some of the guys weren't even talking, so it was just like click click click. Just guys, just all you're hearing is fucking their joysticks, and it's just like oh this, I cannot believe this is where we're at. I can't believe this is where we're at. Where I'm watching a guy, I'm watching Kevin Durant play some bum and yeah. 2K, and they're they're not talking. They should have at least been trash talking each yeah. other or something, but they're just like Ugh, uh oh pass uh oh. Uh, you know, uh,
0: and like, I'll tell like, you, like, like, as a 2K guy, I haven't watched it once. Yeah, no, it's nope,
1: nope, 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 No, nope. I'm not watching, I, well, <laughs> we'll get into this, but I'm saying I'm not going to watch somebody else play video games Coach until, <laughs> until, uh, you know, Nebraska's spring day was off, obviously canceled. Um, and so they decided, I think they're the only ones I saw do this, was a virtual spring game and wasn't quite sure how that was going to work out, how that was going to look. Um, but, to me, I mean, obviously, during these times, gobbling up anything Nebraska football, yes, please. So that I thought it was a great production. I mean, very um, well the, uh, the tunnel walk they produced to had a national anthem going. Had a live, the actual broadcasters in uh, in the booth calling the spring game. Um, they had um, all time Nebraska teams versus each other. So you had Eric Crouch and Tommy Frazier quarterback. And um, uh, what did you think of the whole Nebraska th- spring game?
0: Very well done. Yeah. What we needed, I mean, that was really like in the heart of the panic, you know, spreading across the country. And that's that's what we needed. You know, that's a big staple in this program. You know, having people – a lot of people come from around the state that don't normally get to go to games. Just hopefully get to experience that from, from their homes because they can't go anywhere. Um, like you said, you know, the pre-game, pregame stuff was elite. I mean, the Husker power chant – the national anthem. I got choked up watching the '90s, the old school '90s tunnel walk. Awesome, that was, um, uh, one of
1: the best tunnel walks I've seen.
0: Yeah, and I, I don't know. I will say one missed opportunity. I know we talked about this, not giving the the rosters, uh, the Army or the Georgia Tech playbooks. Yeah, we needed, yeah. we needed, we needed triple option all day I mean, that day, and. It, but Tommy it, it, and they, they had probably like fifty-five passes each, and they each threw for like four hundred and fifty yards, which right, was exactly. even more <laughs> unbelievable. But I will say also the uh, the Tom Osborne interview at halftime was fine, but I feel like there should have been a little bit more of a you know a split between him and and possibly bringing Scott Frost on there just to show face. Yep, we'll um, to see Scott. there. Yeah, and it did run a little long, you know, because fifteen-minute quarters and stuff. But like, right. But the ending made it all worth it, with with yeah. the the electric ending and the fact that they had Wandale and Cam Taylor-Britt as the two players, just kind of reveal themselves at the end. It was it was a good like ending to like a really really sweet like production that they didn't have to put on, but they did, and it, right. and that just shows how Nebraska football and Nebraska football fans are just above everybody else.
1: Willing to uh, gobble up all that Nebraska content. So yep. uh, I think that's been kind of the, uh, w- since our show started, one of the underlining things that we've talked about is just how, in my perception at least, that Nebraska's social media or um, department is. Head and shoulders above everybody else. I mean, the graph, everything they do seems to be just so well done. Um, I think we have a special, um, I don't know if you call it social media department or what who actually puts together all this online stuff, these videos that they've been uh, making for the players. We're starting to see a couple more of those trickle out. But um, Nebraska's online work, I'm not sure what you want to call it, but that has been elite to say the least.
0: Mm-hmm. It has been. It has been for – Several years now, and I and somebody on Twitter actually identified the guy that does these these new hype videos. I couldn't I couldn't name drop right now, but I mean follow up. But, yeah, but, hats off to him. He right. he clearly knows what he's doing.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. He's uh, there's probably going to be some money to be made um, for yep. for his services. Um, mm-hmm. Not sure how that works, but uh, that seems to be an integral part of you know you know one getting recruits, sending out them uh, new. New stuff, uh, new hype. I don't know what you want to call it, hype. Uh, I don't know, fucking. I don't know what the term is, but shout out to that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing that happened uh, during, obviously, this whole part was uh, another virtual thing was the NFL draft. Um, NFL draft. NFL has been the standard of how to run a run a league so far um, in this, and they, you know, they got had a lot of pressure, a lot of pushback of uh, people wanting them to. Um, not cancel, but at least delay the NFL draft. And they said, no, these are our dates. This is what we're going to do. Um, they had luckily had already had the uh, combine, um, before all this happened. So they, um, they put on the virtual NFL draft, had Roger Goodell down in his basement and they did a great job of, like, uh, humanizing him um, because he's just kind of just seemed like a robot, just, you nah, know, nah, nope. you're suspended three games, nah, you know, conduct detrimental, don't smoke weed. Um, so seeing Goodell down in his basement, um, just kind of in a T-shirt, sitting in sitting in his chair, announcing draft picks. Um, and I don't know how many, they had to have 300 different people set up to, uh, to uh, broadcast or whatever, all the recruits or not recruits, but all the draftees, all the teams, the GMs, the coaches. Just a very well produced NFL draft. Uh, it was it was riveting television for three days. I think I watched every single pick. So um, shout out to the NFL being able to put that on in these crazy times and not miss a beat. I mean, I think universally it was uh, pretty widely accepted of that they did a great job with that. Would you Would you think of the NFL draft?
0: Well, to to go off what you said, Roger Goodell is a really weird guy. Um, his man cave experience was something that will haunt all of our dreams forever.
1: <laughs> can uh, I just can I just say, uh, bring it up the man cave. I mean, every every football guy, sports guy, has some sort of man cave. It may be in the garage, it may be a spare bedroom, maybe a whole basement, maybe whatever. Roger Goodell is in his motherfucker. You make fifty million dollars a year, and that's your basement. I mean, it was It was awfully oaky I mean, <laughs> it looked <laughs> there was like a an- lot of oak going
0: on. It looked like an old library. Right. It was like, like this. This is
1: this is what 50 million dollars a year gets you. This is your this is your this is your spot. This is your come down and chill
0: spot. Like and he mm-hmm. got he got weird towards the end, too. He was like sitting like legs yeah. open and stuff. I don't know. Whatever. I think he was having a couple cocktails. <laughs> yeah, I hope so, because there's no other excuse. But outside right. of outside of that, um it was really cool seeing like all the players at a, at their homes, you know, experience it, experiencing it like we all do, like pretty much every year, outside of the crazies that go to the draft. But that was a really cool thing because it almost seemed a little more—I um, don't know, just spit it out. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> seemed, yeah, I don't know. It was
1: it was very well produced, uh, and yeah. especially in a time where people were looking for uh, something to do, something to watch. Um, it's that was a it was a great thing. Um, yeah. NFL did a excellent job with that.
0: And I will say, um, I am uh, sure proud of my Cowboys for their, the, right. their draft. They, they had an elite draft. I think they were sure ranked by Kuiper like the fifth best of any NFL teams. Um, you laughed at me when I said that we were going to snag CD lamb in the first, in the first round,
1: 49ers. So I was like, hey, there's no way. And then, then, uh, you know, my 49ers went and drafted uh, the defense talk for Mississippi State, which, I don't know, seems to be getting praised. I don't really know the guy that well, but I was yeah. really looking for Jerry Judy or CeeDee Lamb, and they were both available. And I was like, oh, perfect. We get our choosing of it because, like always, the Raiders went ahead and took the third best receiver because he was the fastest. Yep. So <laughs> he's really the third best receiver on it at Alabama. Like the kid that's coming out next year, Waddle, he's better than him. All and right. so – the Raiders, oh, whoa, shoot, four three, huh? Well, we're drafting him, so I mean, the, the um, Al Davis is still uh, calling; yeah. or he's alive and apparently.
0: well. He's down yeah. in Cuba with Tupac.
1: Yes, yeah. <laughs> still
0: making the calls. Um, so I
1: was hoping the 49ers were going to grab Ceedee Lamb or uh, Jerry Judy, and they they didn't. And then they went and got the kid out of ASU, um, which you know was a one kind of a one year wonder. Came out of Juco, went to Arizona State. Um, but they like, so they're getting praise for him too. So we'll see. Um, I think the 49ers set to rebuild or not uh, rebuild, but reload and make another
0: run at this thing. At least, uh, at least none of our teams had the draft that the Eagles and Packers had. I mean, the Packers just, I mean, what are you trying to get rid of them? I mean, <laughs>
1: yeah. you don't want them anymore. I, I don't know. I one, I'm not sold on this Jordan love kid to start with. And then you're going to draft him in the first round when you clearly could use another offensive weapon um and there was a lot of offensive weapons available this is a very very deep wide receiver draft I think 10 wide receivers were drafted in the first like 50 picks so tons of wide receiver talent and they uh opted not to yeah not to mention they're, they're stuck with Aaron Rodgers they can't trade him you know he his way his contract's set up it's like you trade him he's got like 30 million dollars on the cap so can't train the guy nope. so I mean but they it works it worked for him before so maybe they're just you know hoping to you know, catch lightning in a bottle twice.
0: Yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, that, that NFL draft was like the first real like sniff of sports in what, like a month, month and a half. And it was awesome.
1: Yep, It was, it was there's, and there's been a couple things during this time that uh, aren't exactly sports, but gave us a taste. The NFL draft was one, the Nebraska spring game was known. And then the, uh, the captive, the nation was the, uh, the last dance, the Michael Jordan documentary, Mm -hmm. the, Ten part, you know, I think five weeks in a row, two two episodes each Sunday. Um, that was can't miss tele- television, and that one gave people uh, on the sports talking heads a lot to talk about. And of course, it drummed up the debate again of who's better, Jordan Lebron. And I've always been a Jordan guy. I know going into this, you were a Lebron guy, and I think uh, after talking to you, came out on the other end of that Just to change change your tune a little bit. Is that is that what happened?
0: Yeah, a little bit. Um, it might have been a knee-jerk reaction at the time, but uh, yeah. no, I mean the guy was just a clear winner. Like there was just a killer instinct in him that you you don't you don't learn. You're born with it, and it was really really impressive to watch. And what I was really confused about is like going into the the series before they released it, he was saying everyone's going to think I'm such an asshole after this, and I didn't really come out that way. I didn't know. I mean Jerry Krause, yeah, but and that was mainly only in like the first like three or four uh, episodes, and then all of a sudden like Krause didn't come out well. The narrative started to like change a little bit towards the end because you know, yeah, he sure he was a fucking asshole, but the guy could keep a roster and build a roster, and I mean, look what it look what happened.
1: Exactly. Exactly. You know, the going into the first uh, two Sundays, so episodes one through four, I was like, eh, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of hype coming into this. And the first four episodes, I thought didn't really um, hit the mark for me. Um, But episodes five through eight were some of the best i mean probably the best television i've seen i mean the one episode where it ended with uh, him crying on the floor holding the ball because we'd all seen the picture of him after they i think he beat seattle on father's day where he was crying on the floor we'd all seen that picture but never actually heard the audio mm-hmm. of it so hearing him just on the ground sobbing and the way that that episode ended it was just like oh shit and then the um The one episode where he was getting all like, if you don't want to play that way, don't play that way. You know, if I can, that that was, it was like a nice, like two minute ending of, uh, of that episode. So just, I mean, really brought it home strong and just kind of, you know, for all the young guys that didn't get to um, all the millennials and whatnot, that didn't get to see Jordan play in his prime. Cause I mean, even we were what, 10. 10, 10, 12 years old when this was, you know, when Jordan was mm-hmm. uh, in his prime. So just kind of refreshing. And one, just how much different basketball looked then. I mean, it it looks like a completely different sport than what we're watching now.
0: Unders were hitting every time.
1: Oh, yeah. What the, the final game against the Jazz. 85-78 like, or something. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, exactly. It's like, that's usually what the Warriors got at halftime these days, you know. And so just, I mean, a completely different brand of basketball then. um but it was, uh, it was very refreshing. And I think, uh, you know, got Jordan back in the conversation and, um, you know, back on everybody's mind. And I think uh, needed something to escape. So that was great. Um, for me, though, the best, the best thing that I saw was the Tiger and Phil versus our Tiger and Tiger and uh, Peyton versus Phil and Tom was. I think they found something new here. I think they found there could be a market for this type of two, two on two. You know, if it's just a tournament, you know, a, a pro golfer and a celebrity that's good at golf, or what? But that was the best television I've seen in forever. I mean, even with the absolute, absolute pouring rain, yeah. I think, I think uh, uh, Tom and Peyton felt pretty good with it. I mean. It seems like Tom's always playing in some shitty weather, you know, football-wise. So um, I thought they were pretty comfortable in the weather. But it was just raining sheets, just sheets. I mean, just coming down in droves. But uh, to their credit, they didn't, you know, back out of it. They just, you know, knuckled up and uh, went out there and uh, performed. And, I mean, performed they did. I mean, I think when uh, uh, Tom hit that uh, holdout on uh, whole eight, I believe, uh, while Barkley was in his ear talking shit, And then he he said, shut up, Chuck, (laughs) or shut your mouth, Chuck. I mean, that was just uh, excellent. Also, I thought it also, for me, I'm not a Brady guy because I like Peyton, and I'm a 49ers fan, so I like Joe Montana. So I'm kind of against Tom because those are his basically peers because he's going against Joe Montana for the GOAT, and Peyton was his peer while he's playing. So I've always kind of been a Tom hater. And, um, it, it made me like him a lot more because one, he saw him just being normal, just, and mm-hmm. I like the way he was taking coaching from, Yeah, Pitt, you know, he was like, Oh, Hey, okay. This is where I'm trying to land this at on the green. Okay. And, and just, uh, and it also was felt good to see him like, uh, you know, fail a little bit also, yep. you know, but then just you're like, okay, this guy is a competitor. And I think even in just our golf leagues, it's like, most of the guys that we're playing against are like, "Oh, I was in golf league in high school, golf team." And it's like, mm, okay, well, yeah, I didn't do any of that, but uh, you want to put a little money on this, you know? Yeah. Like, we can really get into this. So, um, what'd you think of that whole production? And would, is that something that you would want to see going forward? Some kind of tournament or uh, playoff like that going on?
0: For sure. I mean, that's it's always sweet to see like competitors, you know, come compete at, in in a different sport other than the ones that they're really comfortable with. But, um, I mean, for one, it was, it was the most watched golf event of all time and network television, which is, which speaks for itself. But I mean, that may not be the case once, you know, sports are fully back and you know, everything is back to normal, but, um, it was, is, it was really great to see, like, like Taylor said to, uh, you know, that Tom Brady, is human and he stinks at golf, just like most of us. <laughs> well, he He's a he, eight
1: handicap. Yeah, that was bullshit, by the way. Yeah, um, he must be like one of those handicaps like us, like it's per nine.
0: Yeah, you know, and like- uh, after he made that one shot, his pants splitting was hilarious. Um, right. I will, I will say uh, in that same, on that same hole, in that same moment, uh, Justin Thomas kind of stole the show for me when he was like, "I'd love to see your fat ass hit a shot up here, Chuck." Right?
1: He's like, "Oh shit, oh." <laughs>
0: I don't like, I, I don't know that he thought that he was actually like – his mic was on at the time, which is I, even I, more hilarious. Um, but I will also – I will say I was impressed with Peyton's game. He was real consistent. He was good. Phil Mickelson, obviously hilarious. Tiger Woods was in midseason form. The guy didn't miss a God, fairway man. all day. He was playing tomorrow
1: at, at the Memorial. Fuck, man, because he was just – I mean, striping it. Dead center fairway each time. Each what,
0: time. What I thought was really funny from Peyton too, uh I, I don't know if this this uh this quote came from during the match or after, but he go um they were somebody was talking to him, I'm sure it was Justin Thomas and Peyton, what's going on? You're looking pretty good out here. And he goes, Oh well, you know, it's uh feels like playing the Redskins. You just always feel like you're you're gonna you're gonna excel. And I was like, damn, man, you're just taking a shot at the Redskins like like you played them like every year, like they were in your division, which he didn't, and It just, that, that part was really funny too, but to, to to kind of close it out, uh, that the carts were awesome. I don't know. I was so caught up on the carts. I don't know why, because maybe we just play these city courses and they're kind of shitty, but, uh, the carts were so sweet. Like it just looked like the black leather seats and like, I mean, how smooth they looked and the designs on the outside. I was just blown away by how sweet those carts were. And apparently they were selling them for like millions of dollars after, after this match.
1: Yeah, they raised uh, $20 million, I believe. Uh, So great, great event. And uh, those guys, you know, for playing in the rain like that, because they could have easily said, hey, not happening today, fellas. Uh, You know, this torrential downpour not happening. Um, But I just think going forward, I would love to see, this a couple times a year not i mean obviously you have to switch up get some other pros in there get some other celebrities obviously uh Steph Curry Tony Romo i'm sure there's a couple actors some some guys that are you know good golfers you don't want to see you know a bunch of hacks out there but it was good to see, uh, you know, like Tom going for a chip and, you know, chips at three feet. And it's like, perfect. I'm glad that I'm not the only one that that happens to. Like, it was that was great to see. So I think there could be some kind of, I know they do these, what, celebrity pro and shit, but I've never seen a celebrity pro-am. I've never seen it. Like this two-on-two format, not to mention, I like the alternate shot thing. I think that brings, uh, I don't know, I'm more of a team guy than an individual sport guy. So um, just that kind of format, I think, there could be a market for going forward. And then, you know, I don't know, maybe get them in a cart together, maybe have them listening to some music, maybe have them have a couple of cocktails, you know, kind of like, well, we're out on the golf course, you know, have some cocktails, shooting the shit, listening to some music, playing some golf. I think there could be um, something, something for that going forward. But
0: do you, was, do you, do you know if they were supposed to walk and then, no, probably not because of the carts, but right? maybe they just made the judgment call, like with, with the rain and stuff that they, they decided to drive.
1: Yeah, the one before the the other one they did with uh, Rory and Dustin Johnson and shit, and they walked. It's like, what the fuck, are you guys walking for? Like,
0: yeah, I'm not happy about that one.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I won. I won some scratch on there just because I needed to scratch that gambling itch. So it was and like,
0: I lost on closest to the pin on the last right, shot.
1: On closest to the pin, where I'm not even sure it was closest to the pin. They didn't like, measure. They're like, oh, it's pin high, so he wins. I'm like, well, is that the rule? <laughs> Fucking like, where, where'd that come from? <laughs> so. Just been a lot of uh, things going on, little things that uh, trying to scratch the itch and uh, entertain people that are desperate for some live sports. I mean, um, thank God 90 Day Fiance has been going on because that's been another uh, thing that uh, I love to watch. But there hasn't been much television on either. So it's it's been uh, kind of grasping at straws for anything. And uh trust me, I've been, that's why I think I've watched the first three episodes of everything that Netflix are
0: offers. So So, just look for something. So so the first three episodes, I mean, you just, you just watch them and then you're done with the show. That's it. Yep. That's it. What's the point of that? You just got to see if you like it or not.
1: And yeah, just, you know, obviously just, yeah, just taste a little bit and you know, fucking taste it a little bit. So, um, (laughs) it's, I don't know. It's, it's hard for me to get into a show. Um, even like, um, What's the with um, the one you were just talking about the one over there in uh, Missouri um, the Ozark that everybody loves universally everybody loves that it's not bad but it wasn't it wasn't enough for me to watch the whole damn thing
0: oh you got to um, watch more that's that's what everyone yeah, like does. Well, I watched
1: the whole first season and like two episodes of second season <laughs> so if that if I need to watch more than that then you know that's yeah. that's, that's that's on too
0: me. much time wasted
1: <laughs> so yeah but So, you know, that's kind of just catching up of what's been going on. We've solved during this quarantine and, uh, you know, getting back to normal. I am uh, finishing up working from home. I go back to the actual physical office on Monday. So kind of uh, back to reality for me. And uh, hopefully um, with that, a lot of other things start going back to normal or, you know, this new normal bullshit isn't the new normal. It's just (laughs) kind of what we're in. New normal, new normal, new normal. Yeah, new normal, socially distant, blah, blah, blah. It's like, shut I mean, I don't know. It is what it is. It's yeah. uh, quite the time. So, um, you know, let's get into the Nebraska football talk. So, the kids are uh, coming back to campus, are coming to campus. So, you know, the ones that uh, the freshmen and the JUCOs that haven't been here are all coming back. They're starting to get on campus. Um, but since the last time we've talked, um, had a couple more departures. departures uh, no veteran, obviously. Uh, kind of, we kind of saw the writing on the wall with with him. I mean, I certainly cannot blame him for uh, wanting to transfer out him because I definitely think that he's a uh, power five starting quarterback. He's a, so. day,
0: he's a day one starter at Rutgers. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I um, definitely have no issue with uh, him stepping out. And then there's been a couple other ones. Uh, no one of real, um, I don't want to say it, real worth, but uh, no guys that were going to be major contributors. I mean, Pickering, he was probably going to get beat out this year. Um We had, I mean, we
0: got got that LSU kicker now,
1: right? And we signed about fifty-eight other kickers. We got a, I think we got an Aussie punter. Um, Um, So obviously, the kicking game needed to be improved. It was the worst in the country, and I, I contend that if the kicking game or the special teams was even decent, that you know we could have won two more games last year. I mean, the kicking game was just – I mean, from kicking field goals to kickoffs not getting to the end zone to having uh, return kickoffs for touchdowns on us, it was just – the special teams was nothing special. So I think that, um, you know, with the guys that left, I think um, not too many of them can be missed. I think the leadership of Vedral – I know he had a really good uh, relationship with Martinez. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that uh, that could hurt a little bit. And then um, the news came down, what, yesterday – that uh, finally got some resolution on the JD Spillman situation. That he was going to be transfer. He entered the transfer por- portal. So uh, let me get your thoughts on that, and then uh, I'll tell you what uh, what I got on that and how how that is. So what are your thoughts on JD entering the transfer portal? Do you what do you think he's quitting? That he's transferring? He's going to go. What do you thought? What are your thoughts on it?
0: It's about time. Yeah, uh, finally got some
1: resolution. Need
0: that. A a co-worker said to me yesterday, he goes, JD leaving really stings. And I mean, I kind of agree and disagree. My response to him was the sting of JD leaving is like watching a wasp on your hand, waiting for it to sting. Hours later, finally stings you. Sure, it hurts, but you knew it was coming. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Well, I was wondering where the hell that was going. And, And, you know... I can say the cliche phrases like, you know, wish him the best and he has to do what's best for him. And so I'll say it, JD, we wish you the best and you got to do what's right for you. So, I mean, now that we got that over with, like what the hell was going on? Like what took you so long to do this? Like what's, what's actually going on? Because I feel like that, I don't know if it, it comes down to frost, probably not. But like with the whole, new era of like just keeping things quiet in the Nebraska program. It just, that was a discredit to every everyone and everything involved with, with this program. Like in a way it just, it just feels like he needed to have a little more decency to let his team, his teammates, his coaches, his, you know, university know what his intentions were sooner than two and a half, two and a half months before the season started. I mean, I, I I can't I, I'm sure there's something you know beyond what we all know that's going on and so I don't want to speak to that but the guy was poised to be the all-time leading receiver in Nebraska football history but instead he's gonna he's gonna leave the program enter his name in the transfer portal where he's not eligible to play at another division one school next year he's already burned his red shirt I, I if there's somebody in his year yeah he hasn't graduated he he didn't take spring classes like if there's somebody in his ear about this, he needs to find a new somebody. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, and I and I mean, I hate to add a silver lining to this because it we're going to miss him, we need him, all that, you know. I will say, you know, last year he was missing that outside guy like a Stanley Morgan to complement his skill set, but I mean he he basically I I looked I it was going around Twitter I looked into it a little bit more and he basically would disappear in the fourth quarter and his breakout games came against Wisconsin who we lost to by 17 and their defense basically didn't show up because Zigbo Zigbo uh, not a Zigbo but uh Mills Mills ran forever on them and came against Ohio State, and you know that just went as expected as as usual. So I, I would hate to I would hate to discredit his work here, but he could he could have come back, had an average year, broken all the records, had a good probably got drafted, but instead now he's going to be playing at Winona State and Minnesota D two level yeah. if he plays, because I know that you've said it. Time and time again, maybe the guy just doesn't love football.
1: Yeah, I've been I've been on that since I mean, why in season of last year? Yeah. Um, that he's just you, Do you know the last time that JD Spillman talked to the media? No, he never did, and that's the thing. Like uh, the last time he spoke to the media was his freshman year after the Wisconsin game. Yeah, so you having a. Yeah, I don't know. Top five player on your team that hasn't spoke to the media in three, three years. Um, you know, and I, I've said it and I'll just continue to say it um, that I don't think he loved football, which is absolutely fine. He gave us four years. He redshirted a year. He played three years. He balled out. He never he never did it show up when it was game time. You know, it wasn't like he had bad body language or out there sulking around. When the lights were on, he came out and performed and you, he was going to be consistent. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to fucking, you know, shit on the guy because he gave us four years and he played his heart out for us. So it is what it is. If he didn't want to play or he wants to start pursuing other things, that's fine. Um, you know, another thing that I, you know, was starting to, that I heard somebody mention um, was, you know, maybe it was possibly because um, remember he came out, he was a, um, a lacrosse player mm-hmm. right and that was going to be his um he was like a top
0: he was like a top lacrosse player in the country
1: right um and i heard somebody mention that obviously we, we all know his father's the uh gm of the uh minnesota vikings mm-hmm. Rick billman um that maybe maybe he felt you know, you know kind of pressure from his dad to play football and as a as two guys uh obviously um i definitely know the pressure of uh you know, maybe wanting to do something to impress your dad. Um, you know, I remember being young, and my dad was a wrestler, and you know, it was like okay. So I felt pressure to wrestle. Then all of a sudden, he enters me in this club wrestling uh, team, and I hated wrestling. I didn't. I watched WWF wrestling, Now Now, that was my shit. But I had no interest in wrestling. But since my dad was interested in it, I just kind of wanted to do it to make him happy. And maybe, uh, you know, have us have something else in common or whatever. So it's like maybe that was it. It's like, oh, my dad's a football guy. My uncle's a football guy. Dad's a GM. You know, maybe maybe football is, uh, you know, something I should do to please my please my dad, which every every son's number one thing is to, uh, you know, uh, to please their dad, to make their dad happy, make their dad proud. So maybe it was something uh, on that route. You know, that's a strong possibility. What, What do you think of that?
0: Well, yeah, I I 100% agree with what you just said. The confusing part to me is like the in the last week, week and a half, those workout videos from him running routes and stuff with Keith Williams, who started surfacing, and it's like, okay, so maybe he is coming back, and but then he's working with, you know, what's his name from Oregon State, and yeah, and it's like, okay, so now this is really like actually kind of confusing because he's working out towards with football drills but he leaves here and he's not eligible to play anywhere else d1 it just i don't know it doesn't make sense but yes i agree with what you're saying about impressing your dad but yeah i don't know it's it's so confusing and it was drawn out for way longer than needed to be when clearly he was never going to come back here and finally now in june he makes his decision
1: Right. Um, it's – I don't know. it. It's – and not to mention if somehow he does get a miraculous waiver from the NCA, which there's – I mean, they, they I think they throw uh, darts at a wall, you know, yes or no. Um, but he really does have no issue. I mean, he's already close to home. Like, we're five and a half hours away from Minneapolis. Um, yeah. He, did, he just stopped classes in the middle of spring. So he hasn't graduated. He's already burned a red shirt. So, I mean – I'm not going to say they're not going to cut him a waiver, but I'd be shocked if they did. And then the other aspect of it is that um, Frost has the ability to block him to yeah. uh, certain schools. And I fucking like hell you're going to Min- Minnesota. Yeah, like hell you're going to. Min- you're not going anywhere uh, in the Big Ten, and you ain't going to Oregon State. Fucking fuck those guys out there recruiting all of our goddamn mm-hmm. players. No, you're not going to Minnesota for damn sure, and you ain't going to Oregon State. So go play.
0: Um, go play for Frank at Ohio
1: fine yeah exactly it's like you know some people some people like oh coaches shouldn't do that it's like listen that i am usually in agreement on that but that's usually when freshmen or people that aren't uh haven't played yet transfer out it's like you can't have your one of your best players transfer and go to your fucking rival yeah. your in division rival like no 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 under no circumstance would i agree to uh let him play for minnesota and that that may be petty and Cross may get some blowback on that, but uh, I don't think anybody would really blame him. But I mean, that has any common sense. And if
0: he did that, ultimately, that would just prevent future guys from trying to do the same shit. Like, right? You it's know, yeah, nip it in the bud before it happens.
1: Yeah, you can't just oh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna transfer out and I'm gonna go to the rival team. <laughs> you, you know. No, 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 sir. And if he so, if
0: he tried and succeeded, like. Entice J.D. to go over the middle when we play Minnesota every play. Knock his, knock his head off every time.
1: Got to put a little little change on his head, yep. you know. JoJo. <laughs> JoJo. Spy him him. Hey, you know what to do. You know what to do. The first 15's on me. <laughs> so, but no, in all seriousness, like I said, um, I wish him the best. I mean, I don't wish him the best. I don't care what he does, to be, to be frankly honest. Um, but like I said, he showed up for four years and gave us all he can. I can't ask for any more than that, but – um, if you want to pull some bullshit and try to transfer to a, a division rival, no, 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 no. So, um, so there's that whole aspect, and I'm sure. Um, luckily, we have a very strong wide receiver class coming in. So, hopefully, some of these guys can actually pan out to who we think they're going to be, and maybe, and I, you know, I think we keep forgetting because the last five games, Wandell didn't play, but how electric Wandell was when he was playing. And if we can keep him out of fucking running between the tackles or, you know, being our starting running back for some reason, I think that uh, Wondell should be able to fill that gap pretty easily. And then uh, if we can have any of those incoming guys, you know, fill that void or step up to who we think they can be, I think uh, we should be all right in the wide receiver room. So, um, then the last,
0: it's not not a bad thing. Um, you know, if, if JD, like I've said this uh, a few episodes, but like if, if JD is who, we say he is and he's just you know he's not vocal he's not really there mentally like maybe maybe it's a good thing that he's out of the the wide receiver room and we have all these young guys coming in with you know fresh mindsets and everything and they can be a little more collaborative on on their approach at the game and and work together more as a wide receiver team and be a little more productive and so hopefully you know that's the case and you know we can move on and not have to see you know any sort of any sort of like Hitching our giddy up when it comes to the wide receivers.
1: Yeah, I I think uh, we're in a good spot, you know, going forward in the wide receiver room. Uh, but you know, it hurts to not have that much production yeah. returning. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, it is what it is. Kids, you know, when you're dealing with you know, eighteen to twenty one year olds, things like this is gonna are gonna happen. So, um, I and you know, we've had fourteen uh, scholarship transfers already since season and it's Like that number is gonna get to twenty before the season starts. So. I mean, people need to relax on the fourteen of them because there's going to be at least at least five to six more of these right. before we get before we kick off t- with purdue well and so.
0: and that's naturally going to happen with the biggest roster in all of college football you know right we have yeah, exactly and and i will say six six of those transfers are walk-ons who who wanted to transfer and see and and see clock at a smaller school and yeah. and outside of jd none of the other players that have transferred i mean federal you know he would he would play like a backup oh, yeah. but i
1: think it was maybe that incoming freshman in, uh gray i think
0: Yeah. Henry Gray, he was, he was a really good peer recruiter too. Um, But outside of that, you know, none of them were going to see really serious production next year. So, you know, it's, you know, it's business as usual outside of, you know, the obvious, you know, stinging, stinging loss of uh, JD. Yeah,
1: exactly. So um, another thing that, you know, has happened during this was the um, obviously they're going to start allowing players to profit off of their uh, name image and likeness and, um, the big, big company for that is Open Doors, uh, which is ran and started by uh, a couple of former Nebraska players, um, Adi Kanolic and, um, what's the other guy's name? Uh, the other linebacker. Trevor Lawrence. No, not Trevor Lawrence. The quarterback, mm-hmm. uh, Blake Lawrence.
0: Blake Lawrence. You're right. Yep.
1: Yeah. Blake Lawrence. So, I mean, having, having the, the number one, uh, company for, players image and likeness profitability company right in your backyard ran by two of your former players i mean can't can't hurt <laughs> at all uh-uh. you know so i think nebraska is going to be in a nice position to uh to uh use that in recruiting because you know they put out the thing of uh how much how much you can make off of your twitter followers and instagram and they're saying Adrian martinez he can make 150k and next year.
0: uh trevor lawrence is uh,
1: approaching a mill yeah so it's um and and that was just off of um, just off of social media stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think you're able to go to commercials and shit, car dealership bullshit. I mean, I think I I don't know the whole ins and outs of it, but I think uh, I think Nebraska is going to be one of the teams that is really going to be able to come out on top on this whole whole uh, player image and likeness thing. So um, one because we, you know you're the only show in town here and. It's it's a big show here. I mean, people people want to see you. People want to hear from you. People want to be connected to anything Nebraska football. So I think that Nebraska is going to be one of the few teams that is going to excel with this new, uh, new found, finding of uh, being able to uh, have the pair, players profit off of this. What are your thoughts on paying the players or um, them able to be uh, compensated from this?
0: To be honest, I don't really have a whole lot of thoughts on it. I mean – It's, it's been a long time coming. I mean, it was only a matter of time. Yeah. I mean, it was the right change for the NCAA to make and it, it was definitely overview or overdue because like you look, you look back, how long has this been going on? Ed O'Bannon and Sam Keller. Like how long ago was that? I mean, 2006. Right. And finally, you know, we got it done, whatever. So I hope I'm going to, I'm going to, Provide a little spin zone here. I really hope that the NCAA can just pat them pat themselves on the back with doing the right thing here and shift their focus to the real issue in NCAA football or NCAA sports. And right, you see where I'm going with this? <laughs> you, what bring back the video games? Are you talking about? No, I'm not. I, I mean, that oh. that's yeah. That that would be an added bonus. I think they need to really seriously address the transfer rule. We just got talk got done talking about it, but that is the serious issue at hand. I mean. What's what's your view on that? What do you think the best best scenario for the transfer? Oh, I oh, buddy, I got I got a little plan. Yeah. Um, we can all agree that the issue exists beyond Husker football, Husker basketball. It, right. it, it's nationwide. I mean, it's Correct. it's not it's, a Nebraska problem. It's become the wild wild west of co- collegiate athletics. Right. Like people are just coming and going as they please. I mean, the other day I saw a guy who announced his transfer it's his fourth uh, quarterback quarterback in division one football is fourth transfer of his career. That can't happen. That's not okay. Like, no. So again, I've thought a lot about this and here is my proposal to the NCAA. So listen up. Um, Open ears. Okay. We're already on the cusp of this, this element of it, but allow one free transfer anytime in their career. Simple black and white done. Then, after one free transfer, if you want to if you want to transfer again, you have to sit out two full seasons, and or then, maybe drop down a level. Uh, no, mm-mm. no. Okay. Uh, I I mean, maybe we can look more into that. But I'm talking Division One. Sit out full, two full seasons and begin their career at uh, or their career at the next school as a walk on.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. They can earn a scholarship at any point when they get to that the next school. But it's hard for me to believe that a coach will give a scholarship to somebody who's two years removed from playing. Yeah. So now they have to be held a little more accountable. They have to make their decision a little more strategic. Yes, you can have your transfer. We get it. If you want to be close to home, go close to home, but you got to walk on and you can play in two years. That, yeah, that's 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 what I think. And it's just something weird. needs to happen. It's something needs to happen. I mean, you 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 can't just give out certain scenarios here and there and expect it to Yeah, exactly. It's like you have to you have to set some set rules and I, in my mind that's what I think it should be.
1: Yeah, I I think the one time transfer fucking is is fine because you know they always say, well the coaches just come and go as they want. It's like I get it. I get that. Uh but you don't want this college football turning into college basketball where Nebraska's whole fucking roster is turning over year to year. It's yeah. like You know, they put out the list of, you know, the top uh, social media person from each sport at Nebraska and the basketball dude. I never even heard of this motherfucker. Mm -hmm. I was like, who? Who's this? Who is this guy? I have no no idea who he is. So, and that's every year with Nebraska. We have a new starting, our eight man rotation every single year. Mm -hmm. No one wants that in football. It's, I think, a one time free transfer uh, would, you know, is maybe, I don't know if that's the end. uh, end game, but it's a step in the right direction because yeah. it's getting out of control. Like you said, four transfers. No, man, four, tra- you're supposed to be only in school for four years. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, and you know, I, I, don't love these guys that, um, that have transferred out before they even got on campus or, you know, the, um, we had a couple walk-ons and gray. It's like, how do you transfer before you even get on campus? Right. I mean, you know, I, I hate it yep and that's just the you know the era we live in and it's not just football it's just life in general people love packing their you know taking their ball and going home Mm -hmm. um something didn't go my way or this that and the third and it's i don't know it's getting out of control i think everybody every last person can agree on that so i think maybe the one-time free transfer is a step in the right direction and kind of just play it play it by ear you know see how that works and then Um, but you can't just have these guys go into three and four different schools. It's just ridiculous you end up like, uh, basketball and baseball where these kids like, Oh, what school did you go to? Oh, I started here and then went there and then went here. And then I graduated from here. It's like, okay. So, I mean, okay, I don't know. It just, it just rubs me the wrong way. And maybe that's the old man in me, but, um, and something needs to be done with it because it's getting out of, out of hand. So I don't know. Yeah. And
0: And not to contradict my own self, but Vedral, I mean, he's transferred twice now, but right. I mean, he went down to UCF to be with a guy that was from his state, came back with him, and now he wasn't going to play ever. So he went to a school that he's going to play day one. So there's going to be certain scenarios where, yeah, it makes sense. And yeah, don't, don't fault the guy. But in the grand scheme of things, like, like you said, that the quarterback that we've been talking about, like, you can't you can't just jump ship every time things don't go your way, right? And also,
1: I I agree with the uh, grad transfer. It's like okay, we recruited you to come to school.
0: Yes. Yeah. You're,
1: you're supposed to come to school to graduate. You graduated. I think you should be go ahead and you're free to transfer. Fucking, like, you know, you did you did your work. You're a student athlete. You did your athlete or your student thing, and you graduated. You should be able to go ahead and transfer out for that last year or whatever. But um, yeah, the vegetable thing. Uh, I mean. I, I, I kind of skews it because I like the guy, but yeah. yeah, it's like your second transfer. I mean, what what happens if uh, you get beat out there, which is, a, you know, I think we all think he's going to start, but mm-hmm. it's certainly not fit for certain that he's yeah. going to. So um, it's it is it's uh, something that needs to be addressed, and hopefully soon. There's always a gray area. There's always a gray yeah, area. Absolutely. And exactly. Our, our fucking coach transferred. So it's, <laughs> you know, yep. it is what it is. And uh, hopefully the... Uh, NCAA starts to get a handle on that, but um, no, it's you know the kids are starting to get back on pra- to school. Um, when do, when do they open up uh, summer ball? Or a couple like two more weeks? Yeah, something like that before they start yeah. practicing. I know they're doing the conditioning and all this crap now.
0: The so. uh, I think they're just extending fall camp, like end of July through to the season. Okay.
1: Yep. So it's uh it's it's getting close. You know, it's getting close enough. And can taste it a little bit <laughs> so uh, football's coming back um, you know for now soccer's uh, quenching the thirst but uh, I'm ready for some some basketball football um, to get back going the uh, oh UFC has done also an excellent job um, they've put on I think five or six events now and they've all been really good events so far I've I've got a really the first UFC fight um, on pay-per-view and that was great. And then they've had a couple on ESPN. and Vols have been really good. So, um, Dana White obviously is an innovator. He don't, he don't take no shit and he's going to do what he wants to do. And that's, that's what needed to happen throughout the, uh, the other sports. I mean, granted, um, I don't think the fighters have a player's union or anything. So it's kind of, this is what the fuck we're going to do. You either like it or you don't. So, um, but you need just somebody that's willing to take risks, man. You know, scared money, don't make money. So, um, he just got that island out there in Abu Dhabi. They're doing five fights out in Abu, Abu Dhabi. So it's, you know, people like Dana White are who people need to be looking to for, for guidance on this. And, um, you know, it's it's kind of his way or the highway. So I really appreciate the way he uh, does business. That in um,
0: the NBA, it's like you got to think on the fly. You got to be creative. You got to. Yeah, you I, gotta, see, I, I think, think the,
1: the NBA drove a a too field too long. It's like, oh, we've got a deal and it's two months away. It's like. <laughs> Well, what the fuck, man! I mean, that's July thirty first is August, so you know, like the the Hall of Fame game is that first week of August. Yeah, you're in, you know, you're in football season now. So, I mean, obviously, I'll still be tuning in, but uh, I would have liked to see them getting back. You know, the end of June, um, or July fourth. You know, sometime early in July. But I thought they dragged their feet a little bit on it. I mean, baseball has been pathetic. Um, so you know, it's. Pretty soon, the MLS are going to pass them up. And, uh,
0: and baseball and, is the most social distancing sport of
1: all. <laughs> like. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It, uh, you know, uh, and then the PGA—they have their first uh, event tomorrow. So, oh, I'll be—I'm be, uh, all up for that. Yeah, so I'll be tuned into that. And they got all the uh, top players matched up with each other. I so that—that's sweet. So I like—I let like how they do that. So I'll be tuned into that tomorrow. But um, that's it for today. You know, it was good to get back, get back, and uh, you know, talk some sports. And uh, now that we can kind of start to see the Light at the end of the tunnel. Um, so, everybody, stay safe. Do your social distancing bullshit if you want, um, unless you're on the golf course. Um, <laughs> but um, besides that, Zach, you got any final words?
0: Uh, it's good to be back. Uh, we'll be here more. Um, and God bless sports for coming back, and it can make us all sane again.
1: Exactly. Uh, we all need to some unity here, and I think uh, sports can uh, do that for us as it often does. So. Um, Good luck, and uh, we'll see you guys next episode. Thanks for listening.